The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nad's Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Just dive right in. Just must dive, dive right in. in. Oh, just, wow. Wait, yeah. what? no? What? Yeah. Wrong? Yeah, no. Wrong. No. yeah Hi, no, everybody. Sure. Uh, Hi. Rough, hey. Rough House Podcast. I'm Marty. I'm Christoph. What's up? Uh, yeah, we, we just literally started talking before we even started recording this. So uh, we're, we're just going to catch you up real quick. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world. Of, uh, the world in general. Um, but <laughs> well, but we, we don't have time to cover all that garbage. I mean, we could because, you know, I'm sure we have brilliant ideas to solve all those problems. Uh, but uh, World of Pro Wrestling slash Combat Sports yes. ha- has a lot going on, um, possibly with some implications for the World of Pro Wrestling. Uh, yeah. uh, so I- I'm not sure where we want to go into first here. Uh, there was Hell in the Cell. Uh, there was Raw and SmackDown this week. Yeah. There's the fact that we have another Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. There's mm-hmm. a fact that uh, Brock Lesnar's back. There's yep. the fact that a guy There's who Brock a- Lesnar might be fighting uh, just got cleared uh, from steroids. And I wonder yeah. how that works with Brock Lesnar because he got popped not that long ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's an Australian show. Th- yeah. There's an uh, all-women's tournament, an all-women's pay-per-view. There was a killer match on NXT. We have uh-huh. a new Lucha Underground champion. Yes, we do. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that one because yeah. uh, I, I read about that one and I started scratching my head pretty hard. Yeah, Bola just happened last weekend. So that yeah. too. Uh, uh, yeah, we got people coming back with new contracts uh i i guess i guess let's let's just kind of start at the top uh hell in the cell okay uh, yeah let's start with that yeah uh sunday night i think it was uh broadcast out of san antonio texas i believe you're correct if uh if i'm not mistaken not. and unlike the past few wwe pay-per-views network special events whatever they're calling them these days sure. uh the shows they build up to that never actually pay anything off <laughs> Uh, yeah, those. They did not have fourteen matches on the show. No, eight and seven on the main show because one yeah. of them was on the pre-show. So that yeah. I, I think I don't know if they're they were toying around to see how this would be responded to as opposed to the um, shorter but more matches. Uh, the baton think, death march that has been the past few pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah. I, I think overwhelmingly from what I've seen and read is that Hell in the Cell was a lot more palatable and enjoyable with the Infinite, fewer like. matches that went longer and had a chance to tell better stories. And, it, you know, uh, on paper, we were talking about how, you know, it, there was some great matchups that could end up being really good. And it was overall a really good pay-per-view there are, to a are, point. are a couple things to a point. uh that happened towards the the very bitter end um to make it not so great yeah uh I, this is a, a a monologue i had with myself at like 10 20 or whenever the main event went on i said this has been a really good show so far yeah what are they gonna should do to I, fuck it up <laughs> well no 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 should i just go to bed now and not be mad that i stayed awake 
Yeah. Should have listened to Marty listened then. To yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The oh. ending. Uh, they had me. You know, I was I was into the match. I was into what Braun and Roman were doing to each other, and you know. I don't think anybody didn't expect Dean and Seth and Dolph and uh, McIntyre to come out at some point and do something. Uh, but the I fact mean, that they never really got involved is no. the weirdest thing to me. Yeah, they didn't. You, you basically have it all build up to the, both of those teams brawling on the outside. Uh, Dean on top and, of the cage. Uh, yeah. Uh, fighting on top of the cage. Uh, throwing punches. It looks like Dean did not want to be up there, by the way. Uh, <laughs> He's like, damn it. I just came back, you motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, you have Seth and Dolph uh, die a thousand deaths by coming off the, the side yeah. of the cell. Uh, basically redoing the same bump that Seth and Dean did uh, right. a few years back. Right. Uh, you have the fight going on with, uh, with Drew and Dean Ambrose on the top. And then holy fucking shit brock lesnar's music hits yeah and you know i had read some stuff online that brock was in the building so that kind of that kind of ruined a little bit of the surprise like they, apparently they didn't even try to hide the fact that he was in the building so uh you know i mean a, a surprise is still a fun thing to do so right maybe, right maybe try a little harder next time i don't know yeah uh, and i guess he comes split. out we're he splitting hairs. Yeah, he yeah. comes out hot fire, kicks down the cage door, the door. And, the and I'm hyped as hell because yeah. he's looking good. I I know some of my friends online have mocked how lean he's looking. I think he looks good. Yeah. The the beard was back, which I was yep. a big fan of. Haven't seen that since his UFC days. I thought yeah. it added some of that Viking fury to his look and feel. Yeah. Uh and he throws F5s at everybody. Mm-hmm. And at no point is there a pin at all. No. So, so if I'm uh, if someone did the math here, okay. someone actually calculated it. Okay. I'm we not we had we we had Braun and Roman having an all right match. It wasn't was good. Fine. It wasn't bad. It was there. They both go down. Then you have all the the Seth Dean Drew Dolph shenanigans which takes six and a half seven minutes right so those guys are down right you have brock kick in the cell door mm -hmm. which is awesome yes you have him f5 both guys right and the ref just throws it out yeah yeah and it, and it wasn't it wasn't mick because mick got blinded by uh pepper spray or mace yeah, or whatever yeah. paul sprayed in his face for whatever reason and then other ref came down and was like nope these guys are too beat up to continue the match and in a, in a match where in the on the commentary right fucking cole is throwing out there the ref is only there to count a pin there must be a winner yeah yet they all, I'm, all I thought was after the, the F5s, you had Drew and Dean on top of the cell. Right. Someone's going to come down and put their guy over top of the other guy, right? Sure. Yeah, that would have made sense. Or or Roman's going to roll over and pin Braun. Right. Or when he, when uh, Brock does the second F5, he's going to put one guy on top of the other. Right. Maybe Braun on top of Roman, you know, to get back at Roman. Nope. They just, the little logo popped up in the corner. I'm like, fuck you. That's it. That's how you're ending <laughs> it. And they got out real quick because they knew that crowd was going to turn on that some bitch as soon as they realized what had happened. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so, because it was bullshit finish. I mean, it, Hell in a Cell is the ultimate cage match. That is the, the thing that, you know, there's no escape. Well, it's supposed to be. Uh, supposed right. to be no escape. Supposed to be no interference. It's just the two people beating the shit out of each other. And in terms of executing a Hell in a Cell match... Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy did a better job. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that was one of the most nightmarish WWE hardcore matches I've ever seen. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, let alone uh, in the PG era. Exactly. You, you had them whipping each other with uh, Jeff's studded belt. You had yeah. whatever went wrong to Randy Orton's leg to cause him to have a little piece of string cheese or Laffy Taffy hanging off his thigh, yeah. whatever the fuck that was. I think it had to do with a steel chair. Uh, yeah, I, I think his leg hit a steel chair funky. Uh, you had the nightmarish spot of the uh screwdrivers 
being twisted in the yeah. ear gauged flesh of Jeff Hardy. That's a great gnarly visual. One of the most ghoulish things I've ever yeah. seen on WWE programming. Uh, and and remember, they once made us think uh, that Brian Pillman shot a guy. So yeah, we once saw Mae Young in lingerie. So yes, exactly. <laughs> there have been some terrible things on screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She gave birth to a hand. Oh, that uh, this was yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah. was still probably the Worse. most messed up thing. And then in a spot that was impressive at the time, but ruined by the multiple replays over the course of the night. Yeah. You you, you have this whole setup where Jeff puts Randy Orton on a table. He sets up one of their really tall ladders mm -hmm. and a standard ladder. And the right. idea is he's going to use the standard ladder to leapfrog over the big ladder, a spot he's done many times in TLCs right. to put Randy through the table. Instead, Jeff, because he's bug nut crazy, goes, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the small ladder to get to the big ladder and then shimmy across yep. like it's goddamn monkey bars. Yeah. And then and then drop on the dude underneath. <laughs> now, right. I don't know if there was a miscommunication on how many sways there were supposed to be <laughs> before he fell or if Randy was like, I'm tired of fucking laying here. And then he yeah. just, just just rolled out. There was about a there was about a three second lag in there where it was just Jeff had <laughs> exactly. plenty of time to abort mission. Yeah. Uh, but he just he just went for it. It was still a nasty bump. That shit. Oh, early. oh, hey, motherfucker. Hey, hey, exactly. But that's when it went full jackass. He just went ninety nine percent Johnny Knoxville right there, and <laughs> just party. And this is hell in a cell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because at the time when the spot was happening live, I'm like this is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then yeah. he just does that, you know, uh, drop into the table, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. When they replayed it the second, third, fourth time over the course of the night, it's like, right. oh, wait, Randy got out of there way early. Jeff's just stupid. And they totally <laughs> had time to edit it to their favor a little bit, too. You know, they could have done a oh, little, yeah. a little just smash cut uh, in between two, uh, you know, two shots to not show Randy roll off and to not have that three second lag in between. Right, right. It's, it's you know, they got their highlight roll. Spot. Oh, yeah, that, that spot is going to be in highlight reels for years to come. Every year they do Hell in the Cell, that's going to be one of the spots they show, if not the fucking screwdriver spot. Yeah. But the thing that's so frustrating is Jeff does that, dies a, a thousand deaths. They bring up the cell to bring out medical personnel to get him, and Randy Orton insists upon getting a pin. Yes. And the referee counts it. Yeah, that was a great – that was a really good – great touch right there that you oh, know total heel tactic but yeah when you juxtapose it with the hell in the cell at the end right. of the night it's just like wait what well i and, and I, I not, just asked for a little bit of consistency in my fake made up soap opera fighting yeah and not even that hell in the cell uh which you know was put on the map by a mick foley the same man who was the uh, referee in that match and they were heavily promoting the show after hell in the cell where he talked about the first hell in the cell match um mm -hmm. in that match he was tossed off the top of the cell Came back, was choke slammed through the cell. Uh, you know, had the chair hit him, tooth knocked through his nose, all that good stuff. Still finished the match. Okay. Yeah. After all that shit. Yeah. Now I know Brock Lesnar is an unstoppable beast, but for Christ's sake, man, Foley put him put himself through all that shit and still finished the match. And then you know, an F five and a piece of a uh, particle board uh, being smacked across your back is too damn much to finish a match. I call bullshit. Especially after a seven-minute nap. That right. F5, they should have just shrugged off. They were feeling loosey and goosey. That's yes. what they just needed to wake up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, it's just and, – and this is one of those things that is so frustrating about being a fan of the WWE yeah. is a lot of times you see the direction they're going in. They get to the place that you expect them to go, but they take the least interesting, least logical path to get there. Yeah. If and you want to have a yeah, they do yeah, it to I, subvert I, our expectations. They're doing it to fuck with us, uh, you know. I, right. That's, that's how I'm starting to take it. As in, you're like, oh, everybody's expecting this to happen, so we're just gonna do this. Fuck them, you know, sort of thing. They're still gonna watch, and yeah, we still watch, but it doesn't make it any easier to enjoy. Yeah, I, and and if that is the logic that's being applied, what a bizarre, contemptible relationship to have yeah. with the people who are paying you at least a fraction of the shit ton of money you're making right Correct. now. Correct. Correct. I, 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 I just, I just don't understand it, especially 
when you look at the rest of the show, the number of things on that show that were very, very good uh, was surprising. Yeah, uh, especially compared to the past few WWE pay per views, the uh, uh, the pre show match with New Day and Rusev Day was a shit ton of fun. Yeah, uh, yes, it did allude to the turn that we had on SmackDown by Aiden right. English on Rusev, but it was an absolute fucking barn burner. Aiden English throwing out the uh, the accolade of his own was one of the craziest spots this year. Also, the fact that Big E decides, hey, I need to spear a guy to the floor on the pre show deserves some props as well. Biggie is going to hurt himself with that one day. I cringe. I love it. And I cringe simultaneously. I'm like, dude, don't hurt yourself. You know, like he's a, he's, he's too valuable. He's a he's right. too wonderful human being right. and a performer uh, to go out with one of those spears. But yeah, it looks killer every time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Rusev day stuff that happened on, on SmackDown, which we'll get to, but yeah, that match was really fun. Uh, the show kicked off with the first hell in the cell match that we just talked about. And then did they go right into the tag match after that? Uh, it was actually, it was Becky versus Charlotte. That, that was, that's right. They did. They did that really early. Uh, yeah. But man, that match was really good. You know, they mm-hmm. they worked the uh they worked the body parts. It played into the uh finish a little bit, you know, yeah. and, and Bex came out with the uh with the quick win and the title. And uh, I popped, man. I popped hard. It was a same here. Uh well deserved, well, you know, a, a hard fought victory, if you will. Hard uh fought. just a yeah, exactly. Just a great. Uh, match between the two of them. You could tell it was one of those situations where they both knew they wanted to deliver in that yeah. situation. And I, I thought it was a great match. Now, uh, uh, as we later learned, Becky's still supposed to be the heel in all this. which still doesn't make much sense to me. But uh, I I thought it was great. Crowd popped big for the title switch. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, Queen B on top. Yeah, she, she and you know, I, she's she's doing some heelish things but she's more of just like a badass right now and i'm i'm totally totally cool with it but they had the opportunity if they just would have reversed the roles of that post-match you know looking for the hug the handshake thing you know charlotte is a better natural heel becky is a super over uh with the crowd so it would have made sense to do the double turn there but for whatever reason fucking road dog insists that uh this is the way that they're gonna go and i really you know i i can't i can't make any sense of it but i'm still enjoying what the work the two women are putting into it absolutely absolutely uh right after that we did have the tag team title match with uh Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defending against the Shield boys of Seth and Dean and fire oh my god so so incredibly good this was the match that I think we wanted Dolph and Seth to have yeah uh, this whole time uh yes we it was made better by two more bodies in there uh Drew McIntyre's coming out of this whole feud like a made man if he's not one of the next big main event stars they're doing something very very wrong uh I, I loved it. Whoever is the agent that put together the finish deserves a raise because just the amount of false finishes and clever shit that they did yeah. leading up to the finish just had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of doing, you know, long, long form storytelling, which we sometimes give them shit for because we see sure. the same pairings and matches over and over again. But when you take what has already happened and work it in uh, to a new match in a fresh way, it just makes it seem that much better. And that's what that finish was. I mean, Seth was going for the, uh, the Falcon arrow, but in comes McIntyre fucking hits the Claymore. Dolph just mm-hmm. serendipitously falls on top of him for the fucking three count. Are you kidding me? That is, yeah. that is some solid shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Very awesome. And you know, I could see them run this back a billion times. It sounds like they're going to, but yeah, I mean, we I, got, I we got Dolph and Seth again on raw and we got yeah. Dean and uh, uh, McIntyre again on raw, both of which were still really good matches. I yeah. Mean, and, and we got a, a six man between dogs of war and the shield coming up at the Australia show. And if local ads are to be believed, we're going to see them against each other at TLC in a six man tag. Oh no, I didn't see that really. Yeah. Yeah. Strap in boys. We're getting a lot more of these trios. And I'm, I'm okay with it because the matches are going to be fine. However, uh, four, one, two, three, four of the six are holding titles. 
that yep. will not be defended in, in exactly. those matches, which I guess if you're going to do fewer matches, fewer but longer matches, as we saw on Hell in a Cell, that can make sense because then every title doesn't have to be defended. And a guy like Nakamura, who wasn't even on the fucking pay-per-view with his U.S. title, which is a match so on there. Weird. I know. So, but so it, weird. But again, it, it's you got to sacrifice something for the greater good. And they have a shit ton of titles right now. So, you know, if 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 not having a U.S. title match that really wouldn't amount to anything or mean anything, because there hasn't been a really meaningful feud for him in a while, um, yeah. then it, it makes more sense to not have that match and have, you know, give Seth and Dean and uh, and, and Ziggler and McIntyre time. Give, you know, Hardy and... Um, Orton, I think the whole segment from start to finish was close to 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. They they definitely went at a leisurely pace for that yeah. one. Uh, but, you know, crowd remained into it, and they were yeah. smart about pacing out the big bumps to keep people engaged. So, so props there. Uh, following up after that tag match, we got the SmackDown uh, world title match as AJ Styles defended against Joey Samoe. Uh, I have to give all the credit in the world. I thought the finish was super clever. It, it is, but it I, I have problems AJ, with the follow-up. It makes AJ seem like a bit of a doofus. It Well, it's it's twofold. It makes him seem like a bit of a doofus. And also, if he was a pure face, wouldn't he want to give the title up because he knew he was beaten? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's a little too like 80s pure babyface booking there. But yeah. here's what's strange to me. And, and, you know, this is just me poking holes at, at WWE logic. Poking holes and digging souls. Wait, exactly. What? That's me. <laughs> Red Devil right here. Uh, anyway, uh, so we had the first match at SummerSlam yes. ended in a DQ. Correct. The rematch, they run that back, not in a cell. Okay. The rematch ends with a pinfall that should have been a tap out. I think, hey, we've got the Coquina Clutch. We've got the Calf Killer. Let's right. do ourselves a submission match at the next pay-per-view. Nope, no count out, no DQ, because that's the problem with this latest finish. <laughs> yes. Like, that's what Joe wants, apparently, according to the storyline. I want a no DQ match. You weren't DQ'd, bud. Yeah. You tap him tap out. The match is still going to end with a pin, and if they still don't see the tap out, you're still fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, which means I, that that won't be the last match, which means that whatever no, is after the super show. So I don't I remember the crown order jewel will have that match too. What the oh, hell? The crown jewel is after the super show, right? Yeah, yeah. Super show is coming right. up beginning of October, yeah. then end of October is evolution, then like six days later is the crown jewel. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So they're flying them over that far. Man, that's a lot of travel for, for these guys. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not doing back to back, but whatever. I don't know. It, it, it could be worse because I think a few weeks ago they they basically went to England, Japan, and then they were back on the East Coast within like four days. It was something crazy. Um, but but yeah, AJ comes off a, a like a, a wee bit like a doofus. Like, why would you why would you tap if you knew that he was counting three? I don't know. And uh, why why does Joe want a no DQ match when he won via submission? Yeah. Know, well, I, at, at least it, it it gets something to take Joe to an even shittier level that he's already been at. So now he's, you know, now he's just fucking pissed that he got robbed of this match. So that gives him a little extra, a little extra fire. So I feel like, you know, and the match the match was itself was really good. So sure. I I I, I preferred this. SummerSlam match more. I like the finish of this one uh, more more so than the SummerSlam finish, so really but it was still very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it was bad by any means. I'm just you know yeah. comparing the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know there 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 will be more, and they will also probably be great. So you know this yeah. is one that I'm like, okay, I'm sick of it already. I'll I'll, I'll take another one or two of these because they're just sure. that good together. I have no doubt we are going to get at least two more of these because we already know we got one in Australia. Yeah. So what the fuck? Let's run it back in Saudi Arabia. And then what the hell? Let's do it one more time at Survivor Series. And what the hell? Let's do it at TLC also. Well, will we get a uh, didn't last year's Survivor Series they did a champion versus champion match? Uh, wasn't it Brock oh, and wasn't it Brock? Oh, yeah, it was Brock. It, it was Brock and AJ. Yeah, yes, so, that's right. Because so it was originally supposed to be uh, Brock and um, uh, oh Jesus Christ, what was his name Jinder Mahal? And uh, Jinder uh, dropped uh, the belt to AJ because uh, they knew right. that match was going to draw shit. <laughs> Jinder Mahal. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was great. Yep. He's, was, he's, uh, he's still a person. You that was terrible. That? Um, he's, he's still a wrestler. Man. Yeah. So if we get Reigns versus uh, AJ, that could be a really oh, good match. If they do that, that, that at, could uh, be great. At Survivor Series. Or, uh, or they're doing the, they could do the five on five battle for brand supremacy. Yeah. Elimination yeah. Tag again. Lord knows they, they haven't started promoting that one yet, thankfully, because they're promoting everything fucking else that's happening right yeah, now. Yeah. They'll slide it in. They, uh, the minute, oh, yeah. like, the minute that they get. <laughs> The minute that they get back from uh, from Australia, it's going to be that is the rapiest song ever. The song, if you ever listen to the White Snake song, "Slide It In," that is a rapier song than "Rape Me." Okay, that is <laughs> it is just the like peak '80s sleaze creep. "Slide It In." Just look up the lyrics. You don't have to listen well, to the song. Okay, it's not that great. on 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 prime creeper rape song is it okay. White Snake "Slide It In" or "Baby It's Cold Outside." uh well you also have um the police um don't stand uh, so close to me uh no the, I, i'll be watching you yeah i'll be watching you that was really creepy less rapey but more creepy like yeah stalkery. that one's full-on stalker but maybe it's cold inside is straight up leading to a date oh, rape. dude dude is totally slipped something into that <laughs> nog all yeah, right yeah, he, yeah. he is uh that's that's not all eggnog in there lady that is uh <laughs> That is some uh, some other white liquids and maybe yeah. a pill or two. So yeah, don't drink it. Yep, that's Dave Nog right there. You're <laughs> Dave. Good old <laughs> some Nog from the Nog Dog. <laughs> that is Nog Dog Nog Brog. <laughs> oh so- my gosh! If all right, WWE, you're listening. <laughs> the holidays are coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a great marketing opportunity. You have the ugly for the road dog. No, 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 no. The big dog eggnog. You get, some, uh, you get a, a, a carton of eggnog and you put a little tactical vest on it with the shitty Superman punch logo, and then you sell it to the masses and the oh, schmucks yeah. will buy. It. I, I, I'm sorry, we're going eggnog. back. I'm sorry we're going back. You just remind me of something that drove me insane in okay. uh, hell, the Hell in the Cell match between Braun and Roman. Lay it on me. Why the fuck does he have to cock his fist before every Superman punch? Because it's cool. So, okay, I get it. First time, you know, you're getting the crowd riled up. It's like Michael stomping the mat. But there was a segment earlier in the match where he threw like four or five, like around the corners. Yeah. Braun. Yeah. And he pumped his fist before every one. We have to reload, man. (laughs) Haven't you ever played Left 4 Dead or something like that? You gotta, (laughs) you have to, you have to. You gotta reload after you blow your big wad, the big dog big wad. <laughs> I'm just saying, if if fucking HBK stomped the mat before every super kick, I think after like two, he's gonna get noticed. Well, yeah, but he's not always pounding the the mat. He's just cocking yeah. his he's just cocking yeah, his I, wrist. I'm just he's just jerking it, off his hand. Yeah, I, I he's jerking off a lot of things. Yeah. But I, I'm just that's thinking where the, that's where the big dog eggnog comes from. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can we just call it the big nog? Because I want to hear Michael Cole obnoxiously say the that. Big nog. It's the big nog. We're Available at your local big nog. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I lost man. it. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. I don't know why he cocked his fist before. If he's just throwing them like into the air, it'd be infinite. Well, that's more. what makes it a Superman punch, not just a normal punch. I don't fucking know, man. None of this shit makes sense. <laughs> Talking about pro wrestling on internet purchase microphones in 2018 on a computer when we live three minutes from each other. This Nothing is, this makes is sense, Marty. Nothing makes this, sense. This is a fair, fair point. Um. <laughs> Meanwhile, back hell the cell. Uh, uh, Brian and Bree threw down with Miz and Maurice. Oh um, man, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like, bad. Like Brie Bella just sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I, it, she's making me not like Daniel Bryan matches, and that's what pisses me off the most. I I think you can actually put a lot of the blame on how. Okay. A few months ago, when we found out that Daniel Bryan was coming back to the WWE, it was like life-changing. There's absolute white-hot heat and excitement. And now, 
Daniel Bryan is just another guy having mixed tag matches. Yeah. Also, why are neither one of these teams in the mixed match challenge? Because that feels like it would make a lot of fucking sense. Marty, nothing makes fucking sense. <laughs> it's the most nonsensical shit in the world. I don't know. I have no good reason why Rusev and Lana aren't in it. Uh, you got Jimmy and uh, Jimmy John uh, Uso and, <laughs> yes, and Naomi. Uh, and Naomi. And, and, in there. Okay. Maybe the excuse is they're running Miz and Asuka again because they won last year. Cool. Throw in Bree and Daniel Bryan. Just throw them in there. Sure. Why not? Have, have Asuka knock Bryan unconscious again and put if him back If you really want shelf. a good story, throw Dolph Ziggler and Nikki Bella together and see what happens. That's a whole <laughs> season of Total Bellas right there waiting to happen. That sounds awful. Like on so many fronts, it just sounds really bad. Uh, but yeah, the, the tag match was there, it was perfunctory and fine. I don't have anything bad to say about it, nor anything really blow away. I don't even really remember any spots from it. Which I remember Brian doing the flying headbutt, which I thought he wasn't going to do. Oh, anymore. yeah, he did do that. That, so was, that was weird. That was not great. Uh, please weird. stop, Brian. Yeah, I, don't. I, I, Where's I, this new style, bud? I thought you were gonna go full Zack Saber Jr. On <laughs> yeah, not so much. Yeah. He's aside. He's pretty much gone Will Osprey instead. Yeah, so, exactly. It's the wrong. It's the wrong uh, British lanky dude to to emulate at this point in your life, my friend. Uh, and then we had uh, for the Raw Women's Title Ronda Rousey against Alexa Bliss. Uh, I, I I described this on Twitter, and and I I, I think it was an explanation that you would enjoy as the purred happily of matches. It was a match that happened between two competitors for a championship. <laughs> I, That's all I can say about it. I mean, I think it showed that one um, was a face, the other was a heel. The crowd reacted accordingly. I think you could take that. The, you could take away from that match that um, Ronda is. You know, um, she can sell. She can yeah. take damage. She's not. She can. She's not a, an unstoppable beast. Whether or not that should be the story they're telling or not is a whole other conversation. Probably but the fact that, should be. <laughs> but, but the fact that she, uh, you know, took the punishment from Bliss, and you know, it it, it made Bliss look, you know, uh, semi legit in her loss yeah. again. But uh, but yeah, you know, Ronda continues to to progress and be really good. I don't have it. You know, this was kind of my I don't have anything uh, to say about it either. I I, yeah. I didn't dislike it. I thought it was fine. And uh, yeah, okay, yeah. who's next for Ronda at this point? I know they're doing the triple threat yeah. thing. And then does she have a match announced for Evolution yet? Uh, not yet. And and that was the thing that was kind of weird about Raw on Monday. So Ronda A apparently doesn't know how open challenges work, which is. Amazing, because she's been a fan of pro wrestling for years. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this. The, if you think about it in kayfabe, that's great. Because it's this idea that she's going like, do I need to tell the TV guys first? Do I need to talk to <laughs> Baron Corbin and get the okay to go out there? Like, there's right. a show. There's got to be a schedule, right? Do I just yeah, get, like, yeah. Ronda time here? Uh, so... <laughs> Which they probably could have gone more into, but they didn't. She just yeah. was like, how does it work? Um, so what happens is she comes out for the whole uh, uh, open, open challenge. challenge. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natalia's music hits. Right. And it turns out it's the Riot Squad having beat up Natalia. Yes. The Riot Squad drops Natalia's body like it's dead. Love they it. They come in after Ronda. Right. The Bellas run in to help Ronda. Right. Numbers then, game. And then uh, the Bellas and Ronda stand tall. Natalia, by the way, still just left still for dead. dead. Still Ronda's dead. Ronda's a number one best pal just yeah. left as a corpse near yep. the fucking Titan Tron. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it's great stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and it's leading into the match at the Super Showdown, the six woman tag, yes. Ronda and the Bellas against the Riot Squad. Uh, and then the rumors were that it would be Nikki and um, Ronda at evolution so yeah. maybe something happens in that match to lead to that if that's what they're gonna go with uh but as of right now they're all you know they're four best friends that anybody could have is it weird to you that we are building building to matches that have already been announced like it feels very backwards oh, like yeah like nothing makes sense marty <laughs> Why are you trying to make sense of this? Woman tag that's announced. So therefore, now we're gonna shoot the angle to build to a match yeah. that we're gonna say is already yeah. like yeah. we did it with fucking Kevin Owens this week with Bobby Lashley. By the way, Leo Rush, fucking great. It's like it's a as Leo's as uh, Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece. That's uh, Big Bob. Big Bob. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, large yeah. Bob. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's great. His uh his you know jumping over Kevin Owens is is great and running and jumping over. Uh, who's the other guy out there? Who wasn't there a second uh, person who uh, jumped over? Uh, shit. Who was it? I don't remember. Anyway, he jumped over him. Oh, jumped- Elias, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Elias. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, that was that was really fun. And then Big Bob putting him on his shoulder, and then Leo like fell back like he was going to do a reverse spike Rana, and then and then just oh <laughs> wait, he just sat up like yeah, we're celebrating. That's fucking great. <laughs> Loved it. Good for good for you, man. Keep doing you. Yeah. Hey, uh, all the props in the world to him and uh, Spud for getting that money. Like I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't disrespect any of that. No. Uh, I. I don't really know if this means that Bobby Lashley's a face or if Leo Rush is a face when he comes off like a natural heel. I don't yes. know what that is, but you know, I'm trying to again apply logic in a logicless situation. Yeah. Drew versus Dean fucking ruled on Monday. Yeah. That was great. Was really uh, see, I'm trying I'm trying to temper things my, my confusion with enthusiasm here. No, I, I know. There's a lot of confusion, but there's also some a lot of good stuff happening too. And the the, the yeah. Rollins Ziggler match was really good on Monday. <sighs> they <sighs> No, you didn't like it. What did what did you like about it? I I liked the match, but why are they having a match where they're going ninety miles an hour and not selling a fucking thing when they died dead the night before? They were they were they like the like the whole were, story the whole storyline. I don't selling. know if I don't know if that's going to be able to make it for his match because we both fell off a cage. But 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 and here he is looking fine, having the same match he would any other night. Like, he was selling. You could see the pain in their eyes. And it was for the Intercontinental Championship, something they both hold oh so dear. Okay, that's that's they were they were fighting for the yeah. power and the glory of Intercontinental Championship. They were fighting for Pat Patterson. Okay, <laughs> that, that that's All right. that's, a, that's a fair point. Uh, they wanted to go back and get the slap on the ass from them. That means a little. Don't energy. we all? Don't we all want it? I mean, at the end of the day, don't we all yes. want to have the fan go banana? Isn't that what we want? <laughs> There's your obscure fact to know about Pat Patterson. He forgets to uh, oh, pluralize yeah. his words. Oh yeah. Um, I prefer to pluralize every words. Uh, we also had. Oh, hey, he, here's another story that I don't know what the fuck happened. Okay. Uh, so we had Bayla, Bailey against Dana Brooke. Did you know that Dana Brooke's no longer a part of Titus? Titus, Titus, Titus. Titus, yeah, he, she, she dropped those Titus's. Yeah, this was like a couple of weeks ago, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, it looked like Titus Worldwide was going to break up over her, but instead, she's just no longer with them to and lose to Bailey in a nothing match. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got nothing. That was that didn't even make the Hulu cut. I didn't even know that happened until thirty seconds ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's. Uh, that. Speaking of the the Hulu cut, did you get to see uh, uh, Chad Gable against uh, nope. Victor? Uh, no, oh, that's some shit. Because uh, so, that was really good. Chad Gable again proving that he should be anywhere but where he is. <laughs> Chad Gable getting that same push that we saw on Mojo Rally a few weeks back, where they just kind of go, "This guy is great. We're gonna do something with him." What? I don't know. Wait, whoever thought Mojo Rally was great? Uh, it you could tell Road that dog? internally. <laughs> you could tell that internally they liked him because there was a few weeks. Uh, a few yeah, months well, he ago, showcase yeah. matches. Exactly. And yeah. where is he now? <laughs> No one knows. Well, he's not, not that great. Chad Lord, Gable, however, is. I want to see uh, if Seth ever goes back to the open challenges. I want to see fucking Gable go out there and get Seth Rollins rule. versus Chad Gable. Okay? That, That's what I want to see. That would absolutely rule. Did, uh, uh, did, did the glorious one come out alongside him? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, because surprise, surprise, this is going to probably lead to a match with Connor against Bobby Roode next week. And then they'll have a tag match. Sure the week after that yeah i know or it'll be on the australia show or somewhere else i mean yeah i uh, I do is that the one that's taped before raw because i know yes oh so with super superstars well i'm trying to figure out one of the ones one of them is gone i don't know okay because i think main event still exists now we have 205 moved and we'll talk about that in a little bit yes uh also on raw um a really weird main event. Uh, so you had Roman Reigns against Baron Corbin for the Universal Championship because uh-huh. that's our stopgap between now and the uh, Crown Jewel. By the way, I'm going to fuck up and call it the Crown oh, Royal a few dozen times. Um, well, oh, well, they're not for, for the title, the title defense. I gotcha. Because gotcha. uh, we're going to get Braun, Brock, and uh, Roman because Saudi money gets everyone back in the WWE. Braun, Brock, and Big Nog. Yes. 
Oh, I, I like this ring. a lot. I like this a lot. Yeah, the uh, big dog. So the, the nog dog. So Nardog. Baron Corbin. <laughs> so Baron Corbin is the acting general acting manager, general of, Monday manager of Monday Night Raw, and he has the power to restart matches and book himself into championship matches. And book which himself is a, the championship matches. I mean, if you're if you're a heel GM, why aren't you doing that every week? If you're a heel GM, why aren't you booking yourself to be champion? Well, you have to. You still have to beat the guy. Oh, I, I, I got a great idea. Uh, tell the ref to count faster if he still wants to have his job. Instead, you're backstage. Tell him to call it down the middle. What, did, is, he, did he give the a gimmick? Wink? That, did he wink at him? Was there not a wink? Right. No, he did. But okay. I'm just saying, like, we, <laughs> what? Yes, try to try. You're trying to make sense of shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Stop it. I, I, Stop it. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. This is Stop worth it. half a billion dollars, apparently. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. What they're trying to do is get us to keep watching. And we're going to fucking keep watching, okay? You know this, man. Ooh, are we? Come on. Are we? There's a there's a very real possibility. Because I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Now that Wednesday nights on the WWE Network are 205 Live, tape oh. before SmackDown, meaning a hotter crowd. And it showed with that fucking Cedric Drew Grulak match. That I haven't, I haven't caught it great. yet. Gotta That's all the one out. suplex out of the ring spot, which is awesome. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, and then you have NXT, and then you have the Mae Young Classic. Uh, that's three hours of professional wrestling. I feel like my week's pretty good there. I don't know that I need the five hours preceding it. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't catch 205, but I did catch NXT. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and that main event, holy shit, Ricochet and Pete Dunn. I mean, yeah. it was everything that I wanted it to be, uh, aside from a clean finish. Um, yeah. You know, but, but like those guys, uh, much like uh, uh, Ricochet and Adam Cole, uh, let's run that back a billion times. Just yeah. keep redoing it. Really, really, really uh, innovative counters and crazy maneuvers and false finishes and just just a ridiculous uh, amount of talent between those two guys. Uh, it was it was a hell of a match. I, I don't even know how long it would have to go at least 20, 25 minutes to see. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was so good and executed so well. Yeah. Both guys came off like superstar. And I, I'd go so far as to say, I thought the May young episode this week was really good. Yeah. Um, it, well, it's funny because I was watching, I watched the May young classic uh, this week's episode first. Um, <laughs> and then I watched NXT and I know with the May young classic, it's at full sale. But yeah, the majority of the people there aren't as familiar with uh, the people who are in the Mae Young Classic. Sure. But the the night and day crickets uh, of the Mae Young crowd to the white hot fire of the crowd during uh, Ricochet and Pete Dunne, where they just dual chanted throughout the entire 20 minute match. That was just outstanding. It like the Mae Young crowd is just so quiet. It, it's 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 almost eerie at times. I think the thing that really separates the two is uh, where in the taping schedule it is. Cause I, I haven't been to an NXT taping That's myself. I, I have a friend down in Florida who goes to pretty much all of them, but I know from like going to ring of honor tapings. Yeah. Two episodes of ring of honor. You're still hyped. Three episodes of ring of honor. Uh, I don't know. By the time that fourth one happens. Yeah. I'm tapped out for the night. And well, I yeah. think they do. They do blocks of four. Yeah. But if, if this week's NXT was the fourth, uh, taping of the night and that match was happening like I, I still would have been fucking fired up fair fair point fair point but I, i'm just saying I, I think that's why we're seeing that with the may young because I, I know that had a major uh schedule because they try to do everything in two days so oh, wow, i don't know how really? many ep- yeah i don't know how many episodes were taped but huh I, I remember they they taped everything in two days. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lot of a lot of the pro rest right there. That's a tough schedule, but I, I overall enjoyed the episode. Uh, I was very happy to see um, Caitlin back. Yeah, I was always a big fan of hers, and she looks uh, she looks really good in there. Uh, I'm becoming an even bigger fan of Zia Lee as days go by mm-hmm. uh, for many different reasons. And then um, <laughs> Tony Storm was, and Ginny had a oh, great match. I had never heard of Ginny. Uh, for this tournament. She has a very unique look for a professional wrestler. She Mm -hmm. looks like if, if I were to see her walking on the street, I would be like, she is the last person I expect to a enjoy, let alone B, be a uh, professional wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. Her her body type is very unique 
for a pro wrestler. Yeah, but she's was very talented. I really liked yeah. the match with her and uh, Tony Storm's a rock star, like literal, yeah. like you know, she's really good at her job. Yeah, that the the two of them have quite a history in progress, which right. is why I was really stoked to see those two uh, throw down on you know such a big stage. Um, but yeah, I, I dug that match a lot. Uh, and Mia Yim and Sienna, or sorry, yeah. Allison K. Uh, <laughs> uh, I oh, thought that also have great. a really long history uh, yeah. together, which they wouldn't shut up about um but you know it told a good story and i i do enjoy me some mia yim so uh yeah happy to see her advance too yeah and uh she was spotted uh at nxt this week like uh, at the performance center this week so apparently she got signed so very very cool for her um and speaking of people got who got signed i realize we're jumping over smackdown but you know there's so much going on this week um speaking of people got signed uh ray jr back for two years yeah yeah i mean it was something we all pretty much saw coming you know uh once he was so well received at the royal rumble Mm -hmm. uh back in january and they saw how good of shape he is in uh currently you know his his lightened schedule over the past five six years really helped him out uh and being able to go you know he did some stuff in lucha underground that obviously i was a a big fan of his match with prince puma aka ricochet was outstanding Mm -hmm. hopefully they get to run that back at some time um but uh but yeah it'll it'll be good to see him back um you know with uh with the rosters standing as they are um i'm not sure you know do they put him on raw do you think he goes to smackdown i I think raw needs an extra face right now i I don't know who you'd pair him with i mean if they put him on smackdown you know he he could go with joe he could go with aj he could go with brian he could go with almas oh my god him and almas probably be spectacular but i i feel like putting him on raw might make more sense just because i feel like there's there's some space in the upper card there um my one hope is Ray, especially in his last few years in WWE, got really big. Yeah. Like, I, I guess he was trying to look super jacked because, you know, that's the way it is in the WWE. And it, it made it look like his high flying was uncomfortable. And when right. he came back at the Rumble this year and he looked so lean and he moved so quick and he looked so good. All I could think was, I hope that's the Ray that we have coming in. I, I know yeah. it's a, a weird thing to to want that a guy doesn't. Uh, get super jacked but i i think that would also keep him looking unique among the roster yeah yeah no i'm 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 with you on that uh there's a lot of matchups now because the last time he was here it's almost a completely different roster right so right there's so many people that i want to see him uh in the ring with brian is definitely uh near the top of that list um we can we can leave randy orton and ray mysterio to the past we don't need to yeah we don't need to run that back <laughs> but uh but yeah almas and speaking of almas uh, we we brush over smackdown but if if you haven't watched it aj styles and uh cn had a fucking killer match on smackdown this past week the the uh reversal into the styles clash thing was outstanding and those two yeah man yeah definitely definitely check that out that's one of the the better matches of the of the week of which there we've already talked about a number of great matches yeah and and i i hope this means almas is a guy who they're gonna you know light a firecracker under and and just really make a big deal out of um because frankly he he deserves it um did you catch anything for mixed match challenge by chance okay all i'm gonna say is i think that is one of the most (laughs) fun shows that they do i thought it last year (laughs) i think it's still this year that it feels like a show where uh, there's no one really in charge. They basically right. just tell them go out and have a match. The matches are goofy and fun. Yeah, uh, the commentary is loose. Uh, all the promos are those like weird selfie promos, but it makes yeah. them feel a, a little bit more legitimate. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a real fun half hour of pro wrestling, and uh, I, I wish more of WWE was like that. Even yeah. if it made it less serious, I, I'd, I'd have a great time with it. So yeah, we had um, Ember Moon filling in for Alexa Bliss because apparently she yeah. was having some arm numbness after the uh, the yeah, that's that's a scary thing to hear about, especially you know. Yeah. Not that long after Paige's out with her neck problems, uh, I, I hope that's just a minor speed bump for uh, the goddess. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Strowman and Moon beat Owens and Natty. Is that yep, correct? Yep, that's correct. Okay. KML or whatever they were called. Yeah, and then AJ and Charlotte defeated Jimmy John and Naomi. 
Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. Including a ridiculous spot where Charlotte uh, tried to twerk and admitted that she had no ass. Yeah, the best was AJ turning his head. Yes, <laughs> you, exactly. Because he's, he's a good Christian boy. He's a, he's a good Southern boy. He's just a yeah. good old boy. Yeah. He never yeah, needed no harm. No, not at all. Um, some other stuff that happened this week that I wanted to get into. Uh, Matt Hardy is, uh, sounds like he's done. He's retiring. And yeah. Uh, I just got to thinking about his career. I mean, yeah, in the past two, three years, we had the the broken, woken era of Matt Hardy. But that guy's had the probably the weirdest career of anyone of Attitude Era through to today with all yeah. the gimmick changes, good well, and bad. Yeah, uh, and very high highs and very low lows. Yeah, yeah. And everything uh, in between, switching companies, you know, um, and he and Jeff really are part of, you know, the everybody's talking about how Ring of Honor is, is you know, bringing all these people in right now and the, the crowd wise. Mm-hmm. And really, it was the Bucks versus Matt and Jeff that yeah. at the time before Mania 33, I think it was mm-hmm. um, the night before or two nights before they popped back up and in Orlando, yeah. they had the match, the ladder match. And that was at the point at that time, the highest. Attended, yeah, something like 3,700 um, people or Ring something. of Honor show of all time. And they, you know, should get part of the credit for that because that was a dream match um, mm-hmm. that I'm happy we got to see when we did because it doesn't look like if Matt is retiring that we'd be able to see that anywhere uh, ever again. Yeah, and, and you know, you can look at uh, both the good and the bad of, of the errors of Matt Hardy because, uh, you know, you look at a guy like Chris Jericho who's reinvented himself over the years. I can't really think of too many um, – down eras of Jericho. There are those which I prefer more than others, sure. but I can't really sit there and point to, to too many. The fact that Matt has, and you were talking about high highs and low lows, to go from jobber Hardy yeah. to fucking Jinko Pants, Attitude Era, Prime TLC Hardys, to version one, which was one of the <laughs> funniest gimmicks in the world, uh, between you know the Matt Facts and yeah. uh, Shannon Moore is his MFer, and you know all these different things uh to the low lows of him uh rambling on about lita on youtube uh or uh getting drunk on grapes and threatening to kill himself uh to eras people probably don't remember big money matt in ring of honor yeah stole jay briscoe's belt and slapped a sticker of his face on he was was fat hardy at that point dude he 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 was he (laughs) was He was not in great shape, but goddamn the character work at the time was yeah. superb. Yep. Um, I, I hope that he's able to. Well, one, I, I hope uh, it's nothing too serious. The, I hope it's nothing too serious, too. I hope with all the flooding and everything that they're dealing with in the Carolinas, yeah. you know, all that comes through. But three, I hope his frankly brilliant mind for the business. Yeah gets used whether uh in an agenting or produce uh, production capacity in the wwe or elsewhere like that guy understands pro wrestling not only what it was but what it can be and uh, i i hope this isn't the end of him uh in pro wrestling yeah it does seem <clears throat> excuse me that the wwe does a, a does a pretty good job of when people are no longer able to compete uh to keep them around and keep them employed and keep them you know, um, in, in the idea pool, uh, the people that can help take the the company and the business to the next level, you know, like like a Tyson kid or, you know, having Paige and Brian come on as general managers and stuff like mm-hmm, that. They, mm-hmm. They've done a pretty good job overall of that. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully continue with Matt because he does have a, a really good brain for the biz and is, is super creative, um, you know. You know, we wouldn't even be talking about it right now had the whole broken stuff not happened and all of this ridiculous broken brilliance. So, uh, so yeah, I haven't heard, um, you know, Jeff, I think, uh, was still doing house shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, which is weird because I would have thought Hell in the Cell would have been done just to write him out. Sure. For at least a a period of time, if not semi permanently. Yeah. So. Um, Curious yeah. to see what happens with him from here on out, but you know. Yeah. Also, who would have thought in the TLC groups that the the two that would be left standing would be Jeff Hardy and fucking Bubba Ray Dudley? Yeah, I know. That's weird. I mean, I, I feel Christian just retired. He did he have a physical thing that made him retire? Uh, concussions. Oh, uh, okay. All yeah. Right. Although apparently he's been co- uh, guest coaching at the Performance Center Good. recently, so we might Good see him, him uh, get more involved in that. Okay. Um, 
But uh, yeah, uh, just looking back at the crazy matches those guys had. I mean, I guess Rhino technically counts because uh, he was involved, especially in TLC two. Um, yeah. But yeah, for it to be uh, Bully Ray and Jeff Hardy, uh, weird, weird last two standing. It's true. Yeah, never would have expected that. Uh, what else happened this week? Uh, well, the news there there were there had been a lot of rumors swirling around about my dear beloved Lucha Bros, um, Pentagon and Phoenix. And then this last week, it kind of came out that they re-signed with MLW yep, uh, through twenty nineteen through twenty nineteen. Plus, they have a non compete uh, or contract with Lucha Underground through or up until twenty twenty. So yeah. it's kind of the same length of deal there. So it looks like. Uh, we're safe from WWE destroying their good names for another year and a half or so. And it's interesting to see where MLW can go. I mean, I, I know I mentioned briefly about them that, you know, their show is uh, an easy watch, yeah. which I recognize is damning with faint praise. But, um, you know, they've been doing regular uh, decent ratings on BN Sports. They're now being picked up by uh, BN Sports and Espanol, which is a much bigger See. channel uh, because it's where a lot of soccer games are played and that sort of thing. They could grow to be an interesting force in pro wrestling, especially because they're also signing guys to contracts, which, uh, you know, unless you're ring of honor, people really haven't been doing in the U S for some time. Yeah. And it's weird, especially with those two, cause they're kind of in every promotion <laughs> at some right, point. Right. Exactly. You know, they're obviously still on Lucha underground, still no word on as to whether or not a fifth season is going to happen. Although uncle Dave seems to think it will. Yeah. Um, he, I think I read that in last week's observer. Um, so that's still happening, but they have the talent share with impact. So they're on impact mm-hmm. and they have this contract with MLW. Then in Mexico, they're doing uh triple a and CMLL simultaneously. Yep. And indie bookings all over the place, like one of PWG, the big ones. G, yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, hell, Phoenix is throwing down with our boy Kenny Omega <sighs> at NEW oh. November 9th. Christ, where is that? What's, what uh, city is that? Uh, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, right? Yeah, Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie. yeah, Poughkeepsie, New York. So that, that'd be Fucking a bit Poughkeepsie of a trick. Poughkeepsie gets that match? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, N.E.W., they always get the strangest bookings. Um, Who bankrolls that shit? I don't know, but they draw a shit ton of people. God um, damn. Yeah, I, I there there is part of me that's like, what, what's that train ride look like? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That match, uh, you know, especially given uh, given no time limits and, uh, you know, no, no, no restrictions. Let those two just destroy each other. Kenny Omega had a had a big week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> The destruction yeah. at uh, Hiroshima, which is still the not, weirdest. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's just American guilt that right. I have. Like, I'm, they're probably fine with it, you know. But so, uh, what did you think of him against Ishii? Holy shit balls, dude! <laughs> Jesus Christ, have that was outstanding. Have you seen the G one? No, match? I haven't watched that one. Okay, yet, no. okay. Watch the G one match because this I, one was I, very, very good. Yeah, the G one match. Uh, that made a Japanese because I watch with Japanese commentary because I'm that type of nerd. That I did too. A, oh, oh, well, I'm, I'm talking about the G1 match. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the G, it made a Japanese man say "Holy shit" <laughs> in English. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. You, you know yeah. what? And this is not a not a slight on Kevin Kelly or whomever else they have doing um, the commentary for New Japan. But when I'm when I'm watching New Japan, and I really want to. <clears throat> be imbued and experience the new Japan, uh, you know, pro wrestling as it is. I like watching with the Japanese uh, commentary because one, I love the way the language sounds and two, they get so fucking excited. It just makes me that much more into it. They're yeah, fucking you can great. Tell that, they, that they love what they're watching. Yeah. And, and, and there's an enthusiasm and interest in what they're watching. It's almost as if if you had a commentary team that liked what they were doing. Right. And weren't fed lines that they have through. to say that sound all awkward. Yeah. Like like if they were left to their own devices and got yeah. to just call the action, they'd be really enthusiastic. I, I don't know I, if, how that works. That's it's why fun. I love Mario Ronaldo and NXT. Because he, Mamma Mia, he, he, the enthusiasm and his, his love of the business just comes through and it's infectious. I don't know. Yeah. I, re- I really enjoy it. So yeah, that was the only, uh, 
that was the only match of New Japan I watched this past week. But um, that's I, really the one to catch. Uh, yeah, because well, the uh, other destruction show, Destruction Beppu, yes, it had a, a title change as uh, Taichi uh, beat Goto for the Never title, but that match was awful. I heard uh, Suzuki and um, Naito was was fun. It was okay. Uh, Naito and Suzuki have a weird uh, a weird chemistry it it kind of reminds me of uh, Jericho and CM Punk back in the day uh where on paper this should be a great match and when they're involved in things that also involve other people like if they do eight man tags between LIJ and right. Suzuki Goon like it's awesome but then when you get the one on one it just doesn't really it huh. doesn't it doesn't reach okay. the same high heights so it's kind of right. weird but and, uh, I, it was it, it was fun enough did Ibushi have a match uh, he did not. No, no, oh, no. Uh, well, actually, he might have been in a multi-man, but nothing, nothing okay. solo. Yeah. Uh, but also our boy Omega uh, talking some serious trash about man. Tanahashi this week. Yeah, uh, man, that, that's, that's a work. That's not a shoot. Come oh, on. oh, it absolutely is a work. Tanahashi loves doing work shoots in the media because yeah. he started this anyway. He he said that basically he doesn't understand Kenny Omega's matches. They right. don't tell a story. They're just you know, flash for flash sake. So then of course, Omega went on the fucking new Japan us site and yeah. said, if Tanahashi wants to be Roman Reigns, he can go to WWE. Oh. <laughs> it's Ooh, like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's and, some, uh, that's some hardcore shit right there. Well, one, I thought that, uh, Harold Mage was trying to cut back on all the cursing, uh, yeah. and everything in promos. That was a very expletive heavy promo from Mr. Omega. Uh, yes, very He's much so. Clean. Up his uh, his language, Mr. Yeah, Cleaner. yeah, and he also went uh, hard on Twitter uh, about Tanahashi. He said, uh, "I've got more best bout awards than he does hair transplants." That was a great line. It's just like just like Jesus Christ. Now I'm starting to wonder because we're building up on the New Japan side to King of Pro Wrestling in October. Yeah. We've got Okada Tanahashi for the G1. Um, uh, money in the bank. Let's uh, just call money, it money in the, bank. In the bank. Yeah, the briefcase. Yes. <laughs> uh, I couldn't remember the term briefcase, by the way, in case you're wondering how my brain's functioning today. Um, I'm wondering if we might actually get Tanahashi Omega before uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13, because this feels really early to be building to Wrestle Kingdom, because there's a few other shows between now and then. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Tanahashi could beat Okada. It's going to be what it is, but. I almost wonder if they're going to build to a grudge match on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. Hmm. That would be interesting because, uh, you know, originally it seemed like they were going to, you know, they reunited the Golden Lover Lovers and then it would mm -hmm. be a, a blow off match between the two of those headlining Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the Tanahashi won the uh, won the G1. So so, yeah, it, it, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of cards up in the air. They could fall a different way, a bunch of different ways. But either way. Or any way they fall, they're probably going to be fucking great matches. So I'm all in yeah. on it. Yeah, and and we have a, a few different New Japan shows coming up because we also have the uh, the show in uh, Long Beach coming up uh, end of September, which will be oh, streaming yeah. live on New Japan World. They haven't announced what Omega is doing yet, but they have announced it's going to be uh, the uh, Tongans against uh, Young Bucks for the IWGP titles, and they're going to do Cody. Excuse me, Jay White against, uh, Juice Robinson. Oh, Juice Robinson, that's right. yeah, yeah for yeah, the yeah. U.S. title. So we'll have to see how the rest of that card uh, falls. Uh, just a lot of crazy stuff going on there. But I wanted to ask you about what I think is the craziest thing this week: <laughs> Lucha Underground, my friend. Yeah, there's a new Lucha champion. There is. I was there for it. It was. It was one of. The, it was. It was a hard secret to keep <laughs> and over, i imagine all these considering your fandom a hard thing to watch here's the funny story behind it so that happened on day two i think of my tapings out there the saturday uh one we had the before that that happened. So uh, El Dragon Azteca Jr. won the gift of the... If you haven't been watching, here's a quick recap. El yeah. Dragon Azteca Jr. won the gift of the guys championship and like the foolish, dumb baby face he is, has uh, has pledged to defend it uh, between now and calling his shots to cash it in at Ultima Lucha Quattro. Mm -hmm. So in one of these defenses uh, last night, uh, 
as we're taping on Thursday. Uh, Marty DeMarth Martinez bought his way into a match for the Gift of the Gods Championships. He beats El Dragon Azteca Jr. and becomes the Gift of the Gods Champion. And then, uh, normally in Dario Cueto's temple, he would ask for a, um, a week to promote a championship mm-hmm. match of that quality. But after the match between Pentagon, King Cuerno, and Mil Muertes, which was bonkers uh in person sounded like it i haven't watched the show yet um but i was there live for it and it was like i had i was fully aroused the entire time um (laughs) it was it was that damn good i mean those are legitimately my three favorite dudes in lucha just beating the shit out of each other um so then uh pentagon wins that but then uh with another bribe marty the moth martinez cashes in his uh gift the gods champion and chelsea green uh, comes out to help him win the Lucha Underground Championship. So that's pretty much how it happened. And I was in um, trying to – so there's the big stairway uh, where mm-hmm. people come down, and then there's yeah. on the opposite side the little hallway um, that people come out of. I was in that group of chairs, uh, group of seats to the right of um, the little hallway where people come out. So in between that and the ladder where um, uh, Sammy Guevara or Jack Evans, one of those two did a crazy moonsault off it a couple weeks back uh, right by Melissa Santos. Yeah. So uh, we were sitting (laughs) up there, Moose and I were sitting up there and we were sitting next to Marty's uh, Marty, the month Martinez's mother, father and girlfriend while this was happening. So, so you you knew the fix was in basically. I, yeah, because they had been there all the day before, and you know we had, you know everybody we were in the VIP and everybody was talking to each other and everything. Um, so we knew who they were and like oh must something something big must be happening here. Um, and then you know as soon as that happened, we looked over to them and they're you know they're losing their minds. It was fun to see, yeah, you know the family of of somebody uh, rejoicing in such a way. But yeah, um, you know Marty, he he hasn't really been featured much this season so it was all kind of left field uh when when this happened and i'm sure they have uh, some great things in store and in mind for it um but i didn't see too much of what else happened after uh so not, you don't really change. know where the fallout is and like, i don't really know all the fallout like so um I'm, I'm curious to see how that all pans out but i i do like marty demoth martinez i mean he's mm-hmm. uh he's, he's super talented he has an authentic look he's really good um at emoting and, yeah. and, and and just his facial expressions he plays crazy really well um and he's also uh buddies with the bass player from kill switch engage which i love because uh, <laughs> yeah. you know i'm a huge mark for kill switch uh and uh and yeah so i'm i'm okay with it obviously you know i knew pentagon couldn't be champion forever he had a he had a good run with some good title defenses and he's still fucking pentagon so he's dope as hell uh but now i'm just uh curious and excited to see where marty takes it yeah and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take it right to the end of the show good night everybody oh man (laughs) (laughs) yeah no comment on any of that shit you just fucking cut it off The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1-N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase l capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Do you have a little wrestling fan who's just bad at math? Are you worried they won't get their multiplication tables this year? Well, Booker T is here to help you with learning math with Booker T. Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Booker T will help you with your multiplication, like what? Bob Tap! 25 is. Or what? Bob Tap! 8 is. If you order now, we'll throw in another educational tape for you. Learning fractions and percentages with Scott Steiner. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance. 
chance, minus my 25% chance, and you've got an eight and a third chance of winning. That's learning math with Booker T. And if you can't learn math with Booker T, you are definitely a sucker!